can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So, Joe, I had a little bit of a boo-boo the other night. Mm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> I went to 7-Eleven and I bought a bottle of water, but it was one of those like flip tops. So, like, instead of like opening, you flip the cap off. Ah, okay. Kind of like the Bioderma bottle, which we'll yes. get to. Yep. <laughs> so, I, I don't usually buy water like that. I usually buy like um, screw top. But yeah. this is like you flip the top up and then you flip it back on. Kind of like a pump bottle but but a cap on top. Yeah. Anyway, so I have it beside my bed and I, I use my micellar water in bed that night, put the micellar water on the bedside table next to the water. So go to sleep and then at 2 a.m., I obviously don't wake I, I'm blind and it's dark. Yeah. And I re- at 2 in the morning I reach over for my water, open oh, the no. cap. Oh, no. And I start chugging. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden I start screaming because it's f***ing soapy. It tastes like not water. It tastes like soap. So as as some of you know, I'm travelling with a male companion. So he he thinks I'm dying. So he like wakes up and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I've just drunk my cleanser. And so then I run to the bathroom and I start vomiting it up. Like oh my I god! So you're, you've like swallowed a lot of it at this point because you were oh, you were yeah. chugging it. <laughs> I was like chugging <laughs> it, and then I swallow it and I'm like, Bleh. I'm like, that's oh. not water. So I go to the bathroom and I start. I just made myself vomit to get because it tasted oh my god. like it was burning my throat. It oh. tasted like soap. So then he's on the phone looking at Reddit and poison websites to see, like, <laughs> am I going to get sick? Aww, this is two in the morning. That's so sweet. So he's, <laughs> he's, like, searching and he reads out, like, a Reddit thing. Some drunk girl did the same thing. I wasn't drunk. I was just half yeah, asleep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then he, the next night um, it kind of it was it was such a shock. So I didn't sleep again. That was it. I was up. Like I couldn't yeah. go back to sleep after drinking the micellar water. Yeah. But then the next night I've got the micellar water still beside my bed and he just grabs it and puts it in the bathroom. He's like, don't leave that beside your <laughs> don't bed. Don't put me through that again. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. And I'm just so clumsy. I told you on the phone before I fell in the bathroom. Yes, yeah, she's got a big ago. bruise on her elbow. I slipped. I slipped Ow. and fell on my elbow. Yeah, screamed again at two in the morning. Woke, <laughs> woke him up again. He's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, is he like, "What have I got myself into?" <laughs> well, I'm pretty clumsy. Stubbed my toe the other oh. day, and half my toenail came off. Oh no! Yeah, I'm pretty. Cl- I'm just a clumsy person. I told mm. my mum. She's like, "I forgot how clumsy you are." <laughs> is Linda looking forward to seeing you in T minus three weeks? No, because she's in Europe. Oh, what? Yeah, she'll be flying long? to Europe and then I'll be coming home a month. Oh, oh okay, and then she'll come yeah. back. Or are they so going I won't, to I'll see I'll see I'll see her in May. Oh wow. So that's a long time to be apart from Linda. December. Is that May. the longest you've ever had apart from Linda? 
No, you were in India for five months. Yeah, I've done five months yeah. before. Yeah. Oh. It's been a long time. I know that you've done a hard launch on Instagram, so that's probably the most <laughs> oh, topical. It was kind of just we were laughing about it. I told, yeah. I don't know. It was just I was like, I'm traveling with this person for a whole the next whole month. Yeah. I'm gonna have to keep it a secret. It was also pretty Everyone funny. Everyone knew because you yeah, you went from selfies to full body shots and the so people knew what was up. They knew what was up. People knew. Yeah. I had people messaging me a lot saying, Who's taking all these photos of you? <laughs> like stop teasing like that you're with someone. And I was like, All right, I'll stop. Yeah, you had to give the people what they wanted. And you really did totally. Deliver. Yeah, mm. thanks. <laughs> So what is on today's episode, Joe? So today we have a, a couple of good friends of ours. James Vivian's joining us to talk about blind pimples. And then Ross and Shanti are joining us to talk about our new podcast series, Makeup School, which was a very, very funny chat. We're all pissing ourselves. Uh, and products we didn't know we needed. Uh, so when we joined this call... Um, James Vivian said, Hannah first, you bitch. (laughs) She's she's sitting there in her Thailand villa looking tropical as ever. She looks fresh like she's had 48 hours sleep uh, and looks looks amazing. Uh, But James is here. You would know him from our uh, series Dermal Diaries and from previous episodes. Uh, We're talking about blind pimples today. Welcome back to the podcast, James. Good to see you both. A bit, bit jealous of you, Hannah. I am, but wish you <laughs> That's well. That's fair. <laughs> I know. I feel like a stabbing pain of jealousy every time I get onto a call with her. And she, she looks like she's just about to, you know, just go off to the beach after we record and I'm back on like I am actually. <laughs> um, so let's get onto blind pimples. So we can all pretty much identify a blind pimple, but can you tell us what they actually are and why do they occur, James? I'll start with what a blind pimple isn't because I think there's still a bit of confusion out there. You know, we, we have... Um, like whiteheads, pustules that have pus in them. Then we have our papules that are more kind of like a little raised red bump. And then we've got our blind pimples. And what's happening there is they are happening at a much deeper level of the skin. You can think of them as a cyst. It's really what they are. And they're pockets of kind of extreme inflammation. And when our skin or our body's inflamed, it's red, it's hot, it's sore, it's tender. And I guess they occur predominantly due to changes in hormones. Medications is another reason why a lot of people get them. And some people, unfortunately, are just kind of genetically predisposed to them. Mm. So would it be Mm. right to say that some people would confuse a papule with a blind pimple? Um. Are you trying to make fun of me? Because, yes, that was me <laughs> on on Instagram the other day doing a video and um, Dr Rudd, the guru, was like, uh, just FYI, James, blind pimples are not papules, which, of course, they're not. Hence why I just wanted to clarify for everyone, <laughs> including me, exactly what a blind pimple truly is. I think when you have a blind pimple, you know you've got a blind pimple. So mm. papules and pustules are happening much more superficially. Yep. Blind pimples, they're deep. They're under the skin. You know, you can kind of feel them between your fingers. And whilst mm. you might get something out of a, a papule or a pustule, if you're a squeezer, you won't get anything out of a blind pimple. And mm-hmm. I think that is one of the reasons why they get even worse sometimes because there's no uh, element of satisfaction from squeezing a blind pimple. You don't get any Mm. out of them and as I said they're already pockets of inflammation and when we go and we squeeze them we often just make it worse and the healing rate Mm. is 
even longer and also the potential for scarring increases. Mm. So why are blind pimples so hard to treat? Because they are so deep, they, they really don't respond to some of the traditional cosmeceutical ingredients that we use either in the clinic or that a lot of people have at home. And that's why Mm. often they do require dermatological intervention. So I was talking to Dr. Rudd about this because, you know, it's it's easier said than done to say everyone with a blind pimple, go book in with your favourite dermatologist because we know Mm. wait lists are so long and it's really hard to get into them Mm. sometimes. But she said, look, quite often blind pimples don't exist on their own. They're often, you know, part of a, a more systemic problem where there is multiple blind pimples occurring. Mm-hmm. That said, you know, we've got some clients and they do all the right things to their skin. They do all the right skin care. They come regularly for their treatments and their skin looks beautiful, but they still get that occasional blind pimple. And when I've spoken to Dr. Rudd about it, she said, there's nothing... Y- that any of you aren't doing. It's just unfortunately that systemic response to hormones, for example. And so for these clients, they might have gone to see a dermatologist to uh, go on some sort of oral antibiotic or even Roaccutane, for example, or dermatologists can prescribe topical ingredients that help get deeper into the skin, such Mm -hmm. as like Clindatec, a topical antibiotic, for example. Mm -hmm. And on that note, what are the best ingredients or products you'd recommend for congestion outside of like, you know, dermatological intervention, I suppose. What could you recommend as a dermal therapist? So the most popular ones are salicylic acid. They're oil soluble. Mm -hmm. They're also anti-inflammatory in their own right. So they're not only going to help heal current blemishes and um, lift congestion, but it's also going to help prevent further breakouts happening too. Mm -hmm. Vitamin A, and there's so many different forms of vitamin A, but they help with cell turnover. So they can help stop the congestion from happening in in the first place. Then also vitamin B, vitamin B3. And so some people can't use salicylic acid. Some people can't use vitamin A. So a lot of people lean on B3 because it's also oil regulating and it helps from a healing perspective, heal old blemishes. And a lot of people also that are prone to breakouts too think that I shouldn't hydrate or I don't want a lot of hydration on my skin. Vitamin B3 helps to come in from that perspective of being a really light hydrator, but also activating natural hydration in the skin. Mm-hmm. We love a vitamin B3. Very underrated in my opinion. I think it's catching on. I think people are finally like getting into it. <laughs> um, what are your go-to in-clinic procedures and treatments that you recommend for stubborn under-the-skin congestion? So if you're a client at James Vivian, we actually offer complementary spot treatments because we think we'll we'll deal with it much better than what we see people do at home. And look, I can't even properly pop my own zits. You know, I you mm-hmm. you end up hurting yourself when you do it yourself. When if a professional does it, they're on top of you, putting their pressure. Um, okay, so let's start that again. That sounds a bit weird. <laughs> no, leave that in. We professionally apply the right amount of pressure to where the skin, where the skin requires it to pop, to pop a pimple. No, we use the right tools. So we'll get in, in, in and out in a much cleaner manner. We also use our ND YAG, which is 1064 nanometer. It's a deep penetrating wavelength into the skin. 
that helps blind pimples heal a lot faster. And we can do that every couple of days uh, to help those pimples heal much faster. Chemical peels, of course, be them salicylic acid, vitamin A peels, lactic, will help to resurface the skin, help to kill off infections and uh, help old blemishes to heal faster too. Oh, and of course, extractions. Like I know some clinics are opposed, but we love to extract once the skin is prepped and ready for it because those accumulations often just sit there until the skin says enough, I'm turning into mm. a pimple. And that could potentially be your skin's next blind pimple. So we like to kind of deal with, with them before they get any more sinister. Mm. I've really been enjoying watching your treatment of Olivia Rogers. She's been struggling with mm. acne for a really long time. She's been documenting that on her Instagram. And I really love to see that journey of someone that, you know, isn't dealing with perfect skin. They're dealing with concerns that they've had with their skin for a really long time. And you're kind of documenting the process that goes into that. And I guess how hard it is to get on top of persistent mm. acne as well. It's not a, you know, a fix that's going to happen in 24 hours either. You did mention before the um, the risk of infection and scarring that comes with mm. picking blind pimples. Are there any other risks associated with picking? Other risks associated with picking? Well, look, it when you're picking a pustule, for example, you know you've got to you you imagine that you squeeze it and you get some fluid that fills out onto the top of the skin. You wipe it away and you think you've done with it. But you've also got to keep in mind that you might have also pushed some similar fluid into other tissues in the skin mm. and the skin didn't want that bacteria there to begin with. It's certainly going to not want that, want that bacteria there moving forward. So you might potentially find that where you squeezed, you're going to get some other blemishes popping up close mm. by. If you're prone to either delayed wound healing or hyperpigmentation, you've got to remember that that zit that you pick or even sometimes the zit that you didn't pick is going to leave some residual discoloration as well. And it can last for ages. Exactly. I and picked a blind pimple and it just that hyperpigmentation just took forever to go away mm. and and as i said that can be that can happen even if you don't pick and that's one of the you mm. know this is one of these challenges that i think people um that are prone to this have to face if i pick it i'll mark and if i don't pick it i'll mark but i can pretty i can be pretty certain and say that if you don't pick it the rate of healing will still be faster than if you did pick it or, you know, mm -hmm. if you do go and see a professional, chat to them about them being able to look after it for you because professionals can, when they know what they're doing, do it better. And that's when other sorts of treatments come into play. Uh, things like low-level laser, LED, they can help those blemishes mm -hmm. heal faster. And then, you know, of course, good nutrition, good inner health is going to assist there as well. Mm -hmm. Well, Hannah and I both trust James's team with our skin. So if you're looking for a dermal therapist to, you know, tackle any concerns that you have with your skin, you can visit them in Turak in Melbourne. Thanks for joining us, James. I'm sure you'll be back again soon. Pleasure. A little, <laughs> I, we do say to people, you know, pimples come and go, but scars last a lot longer. So keep that in the back of your mind next Very time you're, true. you're thinking about giving it a good old pick. <laughs> And also, if you love the content of this podcast, I highly recommend booking in with Rach because she will give you dating content while you're laying there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> is the best. best. I'm going in there next month and I'm going to document my um, clear and brilliant treatment. So uh, we'll feature that on the potty as well. Amazing. Thank you. Oh. So good to chat, spreading the word of the pimples. <laughs> 
So today we're joined by Adore Beauty's newest podcast hosts, Ross Andrewartha and Shanti Marugan from our uh, Adore Beauty team. Ross, you would have heard already on our podcast before and on all of our content channels. I don't think there's been one content channel you haven't been on, Ross. I know, and I feel so lucky to be back again. (laughs) And I was saying, Shanti, on our last episode that you have one of the most soothing voices I've ever come across in my life, and I've been lucky enough to hear it for the last six years. Joe said that you should start like a meditation. It's like you'd be really good at like doing those meditation YouTubes. You would be. Um, so we're today we're talking about your new podcast, Makeup School. If you haven't subscribed already, go and subscribe to it because it's just a joy to listen to. I was saying to Ross and Shanti off air that I really loved episode three. So if you haven't subscribed, go and subscribe and leave them a review, uh, a kind one, please. They're new to podcasting. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. troll them. Episode one and two are rubbish. Just skip to three. Just skip straight to <laughs> Joe's favourite, number three. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about Makeup School? What could our listeners expect to hear over on Makeup School? Well, I basically I basically just drill you, don't I, Ross? Babe, you have like 100 questions and I think I'm running at 1,000 miles an hour to answer them. And then after I answer, <laughs> after I answer it, I'm like... Uh, does that make sense? <laughs> like, like, um, I don't know. I just feel like makeup school, school makes it sound like a bit of a lecture, but I feel like we've just got this little banter between the two of us and both have two different skin types. So where I'm talking from like dry, dehydrated in the corner and then Shanti's like talking, you know, what do we say? Shiny disco ball? Shiny <laughs> disco ball. Yeah, I've got the shiny disco ball. <laughs> Yeah, you do have. You guys have opposite skin types. Like Hannah and I. So that actually works well. Yeah. Which actually works well when you're talking totally. about foundations because I'm like, I want something like dewy but lasts all day and is hydrating and Shanti's like, nah, that's not for me. Like I'm looking for something that's going to stay on no matter where I'm going. So I feel like mm. through the episode yeah. we just talk about our personal experiences and then I kind of give a, an insight of maybe what's worked for me on shoots or backstage and... Yeah, and then I just, I don't know where we go. I think I just, we just kind of rattle on for hours and just hope that um, Matthew works his magic. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, he always does. (laughs) He definitely does. Well, yeah, I I feel like I just interrogate Ross and ask him all these questions. Like, basically, it's me spending 30 minutes with a professional makeup artist who's worked with all the best in the business. And I'm like, well, how do you do this? What do you recommend here? So I think it's just like learning one-on-one tips and tricks. I ask him a lot about trends that I see on TikTok and social media. Ah. <laughs> like, do, does this actually work, across? So, yeah. It's- mm. And you both give product recommendations as well, which yeah, I love. Yeah, we both into yes, pro- product recommendations. I wanted to ask, yeah. can, we get a, can we get a sneak peek of what your Holy Grail foundation is for each of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got two. I've got two. Can I guess yours, Shanti? Yep. Oof. I reckon MAC Studio Fix. No, I think I said that. I'm going to say double wear. Yes, that's one of that's one of them. And the other one's Fenty. Ah. Oh, okay. So if we're talking AB brands, like Adore Beauty brands, it's yeah. Estee Lauder and Makeup Forever Ultra HD. Ah, oh, yes. Why love that. Think makeup love Forever. That. Yeah. I know love. you love the Fenty one as well. Yes, you know, we're Fenty. Not, I love Fenty. We're not biased here. We're allowed to talk about. Any brand? Anything you want. Ross, what about you? What about you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I went with uh, Clinique Even Better Serum Foundation. 
Mm-hmm. That was like what that likes on me. And then I loved Max Fix Powder. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember you f- yeah. saying that in our last episode. Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask what, can you both tell us your experience in the makeup industry for those that, that don't know you as well as we do? Ross, you go first. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I can't even remember if I spoke about this in the podcast. Like I think like I, small town boy, started in makeup, worked on the Mac counter, just loved a black smoky, loved a black smoky eye. Um, <laughs> rocking that Mac counter. It's quite funny. I don't know if I told you guys this um, when I was on Beauty IQ. Music. Did I tell you I got, I got shot with like an air rifle gun on counter because I was, uh, because I was a gay. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, literally, like I was in a shop, I was working on a Mac counter and I was in a shopping center and then these boys, I don't know if I should be even telling this story. And then these boys, because I had like <laughs> my whole tan on, my black smoky eyes on, this walk, ran past, started calling me all the names, obviously because I was gay. And then, Aww. and then went, Bop. it just went into my, went into my arm. Um, Oh my goodness! But did it stop me? And now I then wore more makeup. I moved to London, and then I just and then that's how it. Oh yeah! Wow. So that, that's, oh my god! What an awful experience! It was wild, wild at the time. Like during you just a bit like then, yeah. Especially back then, because I know we're all everybody's self-expressing. But I feel like when I was a kid, there wasn't that many people that I was looking up to. I was mm. it was boy, boy George was wearing makeup. Do you mm. know what I mean? So I feel like back then I was like, mm. yeah. Anyhow. Started my career at Mac, um, had the opportunity to come to Australia, which is amazing. So I worked for Mac in Australia, went home and then got a job with Elamasca. And um, Elamasca, that was such a great learning for me. Like I got the job to be their international trainer. So I got to work in different countries, with different cultures, how they how they work with makeup, how they want to play with makeup. Um, so that just really just it was such a great platform for me to like, because obviously I'm from the UK and we just want to be tanned and we want to be tanned and have a dark smoky eye. So it's like, like the, yeah, the darker the better. But then I was going to these other countries and what I thought would be the color of foundation. They were like, actually, no, we prefer more rose tones. And yeah, it was amazing. I had five incredible years there. And then more recently, I'm not that I'm there anymore. I ended up coming to Australia and being the director of education for YSL and Giorgio Armani, which was like the polar opposite to what I was doing because I've worked from like Illamasqua was pigments, colors, colors, you know, self-expression. Mm, and then you yeah. go to like YSL and Giorgio Armani, it was like, no, no, no. And then it. No, no makeup. Ma- <laughs> no makeup. It's the no makeup yeah, makeup. Yeah, totally. But it was, a, it was a great transition yeah. for my age because I kind of, Felt I went mm. from like aqua eyes everywhere I went and being shot on the shop floor to then I refined my. <laughs> yeah, just... we shouldn't be laughing at that. But... <laughs> the way that you said it that was, though, Ross. It was... Oh my god! Yeah. I so went casually. To this. Was... Oh, and now you're here with us, Ross, and we absolutely adore and you. That's why I say yeah. there's no rules of makeup. Like, do what you want, play what you want. Like, it's there to have fun with. Mm. And. Now, 35, I don't have black smoky eyes, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> and Shanti, you've been with Adore for longer than I have, which is quite a feat. It is. Uh, we have worked very closely together. We have, Joe. I think you were one of my first hires and we've been together. Well, actually, we've been together like we're in a relationship. <laughs> um, so, yeah, six years, but I've been with the company for 10 years this year, which is crazy, mm. an entire decade of working mm. in the beauty wow. industry. Wow. Wild. Definitely mm. wild. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, my growing up and being, you know, a 
a person who absolutely loves anything that makes you look beautiful. I love fashion. I love beauty. But we talk about it a little bit on the podcast, just my journey growing up, because if anyone's listening, I'm actually a brown girl and being a brown girl in Australia can be really challenging when you're trying to find makeup that fits you and Mm. um, is a perfect match. But we do get into that a little bit more. And, you know, heading into the beauty industry 10 years ago, you know, I was the one working with all of our brands, our lovely brands, and trying a lot of the products. I was really lucky to be someone who gets to try all the new products that were launching into the market. And yeah, I've been with the company for 10 years as the head of creative and campaign strategy. Um, and I get to do really fun stuff like work with Ross on this podcast. So, um, <laughs> What I found fascinating when um, doing the podcast together is when I was talking about my first experience arriving in Australia and Shanti talking about the colour range being available. When I first rocked up to Australia, mm. there wasn't there wasn't the light tones and there wasn't the dark tones. So it was like everything everything beige mm. in between. And I was just like, that's really funny. So like coming from like London, work it, working on counter, and then coming mm. out here at 19, I was like, oh, wow. And Shanti was saying like that was exactly the same for her, like growing up just trying to – trying to find Mm. a foundation and that ties into I guess our global shades initiative that you pioneered Shanti can you tell us a little bit more about global shades while we've got you yeah definitely um so global shades uh kicked off in 2017 I'd been working for the company for about five years and we're online and obviously I wanted to buy my makeup from a door because I get a lovely staff discount. (laughs) But um, I couldn't actually buy foundation or concealer on our site because we didn't stock any of my shades. So um, I wrote a letter to our founder, Kate Morris, and I let her know that I was having a bit of a problem. And we decided that we were going to make things right because when we actually looked at our shade range, like Russ said, it was very much Caucasian skin tones. There was nothing on the very fair side and nothing on the deeper skin tone side. So we decided to start working with all of our brand partners in requesting the shades and shades that were available in Australia was first. So we got all Australian available shades and then um, we worked on getting all globally available shades, which basically means um, shades that you might find if you're shopping you know, in department stores in London or in the US because each each different country gets different shades based on the population. So, which is really interesting to know. Mm, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Mm. And it's definitely something that I think Australia needs to work harder at because from a global lens, I think we still are looked at as that kind of surfy, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, tan skin, but very much Caucasian. And everyone, you know, everyone that lives in Australia knows that we're absolutely multicultural melting pot. So, mm. yeah, we just need the industry to kind of catch up with us and be more accurately represented. So we are working very hard to get all global shades of foundations and concealers into the country. And we've been doing really good so far. We're still on the journey, but we've brought in quite a lot and a lot of my my favorite foundations and bestsellers Yay. that I can actually shop um, online now, which is great, mm. amazing. Yay. But, yeah, mm. that's the story of Global Shades. Yeah, I really loved the whole, like, all of the assets that went along with that as well. It was so refreshing to hear from, you know, other women of colour or people of colour that have had their own experiences with the beauty industry in Australia, which hasn't always been kind. Um, but, yeah, thank you for for sharing that. So, For those who are subscribing to Makeup School now as they're listening to this, who do you think would benefit the most from listening to Makeup School? 
Anyone that can bear <laughs> listening to our voices. No. Um, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, that's really, that's really selling you it know, in. You guys are like, you know, when you like talk yourself down so that like you like don't get people excited, that's what you're doing oh my now. God. But, mm. And so that they get like really surprised oh when they God. go and listen to I it. I feel like it's a good refresher. Do you know, just like we've all got a way of doing our makeup. Mm. We might see what our mates got. But I feel like Shanti and I have just got on and just hit it off. And if you're looking to try a new foundation we're coming from two different perspectives of what's good for good for our skin so I feel like for me it's Mm. like if you're looking for a fresher in your makeup and you love makeup you should definitely jump on and then uh, the episodes have all been broken down into segments so if you were like you've nailed your foundation you're like nah I'm not bothered about listening to Ross and Shanti talking about foundation but but you want to you want to try a new concealer then Jump on. I love a concealer, by the way. Um, and is that your favourite episode? I mean, even the first two episodes are really good just for beginners in makeup. Mm. Yeah. It's a really cool 101. So if you are starting out new and you really don't know where to start, I'd say episode one. Just go from episode mm-hmm. one. But, yeah, like Ross said, if if you're already up to scratch on all the foundation of makeup, then you can skip ahead, which is really cool because, um, yeah, they're all broken up into bite-sized segments. Shanti, you mentioned before that you ask Ross about TikTok trends. I wanted to ask you both, what are some of the funniest or worst trends or mistakes you've seen go wrong in makeup? I honestly believe, like, using lube on your face is a waste. Using what? Did you say lube? <laughs> lube. Did you say lube? <laughs> like, there's a Ross, huge TikTok trend that's like... <laughs> what? what? Yeah, there is a, there is a TikTok trend. <laughs> Am I hearing this? Babe, Am I, hearing I have this literally wrong? said two sexual words to you today: <laughs> blow and lube. And every time, Hannah's like, "What? What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like suddenly uh, she's all conservative." What's happened to you, Hannah? Like, where are you? Like, I know. <laughs> anyway, basically. The TikTok trend, everybody was lube using lube on their face as a primer, lube to, as a mixing medium with their foundation. And I just think like using lube as a primer is just a waste. Like, oh. yes, it has glycerin in there. So yeah. it has an element that it can yeah. like stick foundation to your face. But like, no. Yeah. yeah. There's other just, things for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just use a primer. <laughs> Shanti, do you have one? Mine's a bit boring. I don't have any lube stories, but I can probably I'm sure say. You do. I'm sure you do. Asked, um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> girls let's keep it um i would say i would say the one that i asked ross about that i really actually genuinely wanted to know about was this like the stripes all over the face like a load of concealer under your eyes Ah, the contouring like is that really necessary because you see it all Mm, the time i think it's for instagram it's for the content i don't think anyone's really doing their makeup like that in real life doing the all of it at once they don't put foundation. They just put like concealer yeah. and contour yeah. and then they blend it all. I yeah. find that. I wanted to ask you about the trend where they they pour the foundation like heat, you know, like where they like have the dropper and they put it everywhere and they go like this. Is that normal? Sorry, the movement that I'm making is like they rub <laughs> it right into their skin. Maybe yeah. it is. <laughs> I'm like, but I, I, I've come from like doing like, I don't know, 12 years of education 
with makeup brands. So I feel like I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I feel like I've, over the years, like trained so many makeup artists as an etiquette to makeup and how we apply and why you want to use the brush like this and the finish and blah, blah, blah. So then when I see something like that, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And then, oh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you. Like I sit and look at all these ha- hacks and there was like, I don't know why I'm looking at them, but like, I think I was looking at them one last week where someone had got like a strip of sellotape, like 40 centimeters long and literally put it into their mouth and then lifted it over their ears and then went to contour. Oh, and I'm like, oh, why is it? Oh, and, and, it's, oh, and, and it goes off. Not necessary. What? Yeah, just feel weird. Just, just feel. Yeah. Um, thanks, Ross and Shanti, for joining us today. Uh, if you've enjoyed this chat, you will definitely enjoy Makeup School. So go and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. That's a wrap. Uh, in our products we didn't know we needed section of our notes, Hannah's got cosmetics resync. <laughs> I have a story. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's another dating on, story. Right. I've, you know how we turn, well, I don't know if you've done this, but like anyone that you're dating, you turn into a skincare monster. Yeah. Are you like that too? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except the guy that I've been dating uh, already was using skincare, <laughs> so I didn't really have oh, to okay. do anything. No, I've turned this guy into a skincare monster. He was using like um, coconut oil, I'm pretty sure on his face okay and I've been using a night cream so I've actually been using the cosmetics resync revitalizing night cream it's pretty bougie it's 156 dollars I haven't used that yeah you know those skincare products when you put them on and you're like oh yeah that's doing something Mm -hmm. you can feel it that's the kind of product it is um so it's a it's a cosmeceutical night cream it's really hydrating but it's like kind of like a gel gel texture so like it's not one of those really thick night creams Mm -hmm. so um the key ingredients are australian kakadu plum that's like a natural source of vitamin c it's got uh, i'm not going to try to pronounce that south korean let's not (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's some. Anyway, that's some sort of extract that perks yep. up dull, tired skin. <laughs> um, Tepranone. I don't know what that is either, but that's good for age spots and smoothing um, tone and texture. And then snow mushroom extract softens skin and minimizes the appearance. You of love fine lines. mushrooms. Oh, I love them. Um, <laughs> There was mushroom, mushrooms in my meal the other night. Oh, I was like, oh no. no. I forgot to uh. ask for no mushrooms. So, yeah, it is quite expensive, but my story was. So the other night I like sometimes I forget to do my skincare routine. So I was like mm-hmm. in bed like just watching TV on the iPad and I'd just forgotten I was lying there and he kind of turns to me because I've been using using this. He's been using this $150 night cream every night from oh, you're sharing coconut it oil. Oh, must be love. I know. <laughs> no. And he was like, no skincare tonight? And I was like, what? And he's like, no skincare tonight? And I was like, so I'm like, oh, okay. So I grabbed all my skincare. <laughs> but we turned them into skincare monsters. I don't know if anyone relates to Are that. Are you going to leave him with some skincare? 
Um, I don't really have much left. I have like a really small selection left, okay. just enough for probably two people for the next three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, I did say he obviously doesn't live in Australia. I said I'd send him a couple of things from Australia in a little care package. Oh, that's nice of you. Can't have him going back to coconut oil. Oh, no, no, you can't have that. He won't like that either. He's already uh, he's already upgraded to the $156 yeah. night cream. How can, you, <laughs> how can you go back to $2 coconut oil after exactly, that? Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, I was influenced for my product I didn't know I needed today by Megan in our team. Um, she did some stories the other day where she used two mascaras, but I was just particularly influenced by one. It's the L'Oreal Paris Telescopic Clean Definition Lengthening Mascara. I'm just going to call it the Telescopic Mascara. So it's in a little gold tube. I'd seen it before, but I'd never actually used it on myself. And normally I would go for a volumizing mascara. This is a lengthening one, which is I think why Megan was using two because she was using like a volumizing one and then a lengthening one, which you could do if you have really fine or sparse lashes. But I've just been using this on its own and it did not disappoint. I had a sample of one at home and it had just been sitting there. I was like, you know what? I probably have had my current mascara open for three months. I'm going to ditch that and I'm going to open this one. Now I opened it and I saw the brush and I was like, I'm going to hate this. I, I regret my decision. Oh. But it, it's one of those plastic thin brushes. I oh. hate those. I like the, the, oh, the thick, like those. bushy ones. Um, anyway, I was proven wrong very quickly. It mm-hmm. definitely does grab your lashes as you like, you know, wiggle them up and it gets every single lash. It really is a very, very good mascara and obviously a bargain as well being L'Oreal Paris. So mm. Yeah, I I really loved it and I'm still using it. I'm wearing it today. Yeah, I was going to say your lashes look amazing today. Thank you. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's they look that. really good. So that's my product and I need it. Have you seen Pam and Tommy yet? No. Okay. I Pam. haven't. His penis talks. It's so crazy. What? It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. What do you mean? In it's the like show? an animatronic penis. Yeah, this is... um the actor that plays Tommy Lee, and it's talking to him. Can you actually Google it and have a look on YouTube? Do you actually see it? Yes. Well, I don't think that shows for me. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. I was like, is this happening right now? I honestly couldn't believe it. I was, like, completely shocked. My mum had told me to watch it and said um, she had Googled whether the penis was real. And when I was watching it, I'm like, you didn't need to Google that, mum. Like, obviously that was Fake. Oh my she she was. She was like Googling, like, is it a he's real the actor's real penis? Like, obviously they've got it's like talking. Like, oh no, that's not God. a real penis. Anyway, that show, I find it, it's pretty hard to watch because it's like what they kind of yeah, it's it's sad in mm. terms of like Pamela Anderson and like, mm. you know, they had the tape in a safe. Yeah, it's it's but it's, it's really good. It's a really good show. Maybe I will watch it. Ah, uh, just watch it for that scene for sure. Okay. You'll can you text me when you're watching that scene? <laughs> yeah, when it's talking. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, by the way, everybody, if you haven't seen already, we're doing another live Beauty IQ podcast. Uh, it is virtual because obviously COVID times, but Hannah and I will be there live virtually with you. You can tell your cringy combo stories. You probably heard our last live episode uh, when it came out as a regular episode, Uh, but you can buy tickets to that at Eventbrite. So we'll put a link to purchase tickets there and then you get a discount off your order. And are there prizes? There is 
a lot of prizes that are still being finalized. But remember how last time we were just throwing GHDs at everyone? It'll yeah, be a similar yeah, vibe yeah, to yeah. that. So, yeah, if you yeah, want nice. to bear your soul to win an electrical item of some kind, uh, we should have plenty. I'll be in Thailand. So yes. I'll also be able to maybe give you a little bit of a tour. It's going to be daytime maybe in Thailand. Maybe Hannah's man will make an appearance. <laughs> I still have to ask him. Maybe we'll do a quiz. I'll have to ask him, see if he'll do a quiz, yes. a skincare quiz, since yes. I've already said I've turned turning him into a skincare monster. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. He steals my ultraviolet. I'm like, oh. I've got one tube left. Use use your cheap stuff on your yeah, face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you um yeah. haven't bought tickets yet, go to the episode notes to purchase. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.